We're back with another episode, another team preview, Brickhouse Podcast. Bob Johnson speaking. I'm Matt Baker. Bob, later in the episode, we'll get a chance to rate things about Sacramento five stars. But you, the listener, have a chance right now to rate our podcast five stars on iTunes. We're really grateful if you did. You can even tweet us at Brickhouse Pod, show us a screenshot of your rating, and we'll rate you five stars. <laughs> That's a that's a good one. Uh, you can find us BrickHousePodcast.com to email us. I'm at Hey, it's Matt Baker. AlmightyBaller.com. Check out the other shows on the Almighty Baller Network, like Riding the Pine or oh, Super yeah. Hoopers, some of our bros we've done podcasts with. They're really funny guys. If you like BrickHouse, you'll enjoy their shows. You know what else you'll enjoy? Some roasts. Oh, yes. Hey, Bob, there are 34 luxury suites inside the Golden One Center. Which is ironic because the Sacramento Kings haven't had the luxury of 34 wins in a decade. <laughs> Well-crafted joke, Matt. Thank you. I googled fun things in Sacramento for this roast, and Google asked, fun things to do in Sacramento, and Google asked, did you mean fun things to do anywhere else? <laughs> There's a mini version of the city of Sacramento in Sacramento called Safetyville, USA. What? It's created to teach safety awareness to children. You know, just in case you're worried Sacramento couldn't get more boring than it already is, they have a mini <laughs> version of themselves to teach safety, Bob. Is that one of those things where there's like stoplights and you ride your bicycle around? It might, it might be. I didn't want to delve too deep. The Sacramento Kings Arena is sponsored by Golden One Credit Union. Okay. Which is fitting because credit unions are also known for their low interest levels. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Golden One Center is located on 500 David J. Stern Walk. The Kings are so bad they can't even suck up to the correct NBA commissioner. <laughs> well done. Thanks. You know, Phil Jackson famously called Sacramento a cow town which is great for new King Vince Carter because he's ready to be put out to pasture. <laughs> I tweeted to Vlade that we're doing a roast, and he said, Excellent, I will bring goat. <laughs> Scal Labissiere lived through the big earthquake in Haiti, and after one year in Sacramento, is begging to go back. <laughs> you know, Zach Randolph was recently arrested in L.A. and charged with two pounds of marijuana with intent to sell. Wow. I say the intent charges are false. Two pounds is just Zach's weekend head stash. <laughs> yeah, no, no intent there. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say Malachi Richardson's parents never saw children of the corn. <laughs> Might have gone with a different name. Yeah. I that think... kid's voice, he had a weird voice. That's the creepiest part to me was his voice. It was his ginger face oh, yeah. for me. Oof. <laughs> Roasted. <laughs> I think Vivek Ranadive wants to hire Sam Hinkie real, real bad. He's just afraid if he did, Donald Trump would come after him because he's a brown guy in a giant tank. <laughs> Let's talk about the changes the Kings had, shall we? team got a major facelift and has pivoted from the boogie era to the character guy era they won't win a lot of games but i guess they'll do so in a real class act kind of way yeah <laughs> is that a <laughs> that's another semi-roast they added george hill yeah george hill got the uh jeff teague deal does he have the m&m hair still 
Or is he back to good the, question. We'll the normal e- Brown? We'll have to effort that. Uh, they added Zach Randolph, who you just mentioned. Rasheed Wallace has come to the defense of Zach Randolph. Said Zach Randolph is not a drug dealer. And then he also said, the bigger the paycheck, the bigger the party. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm glad Rasheed has come to Zach's aid. They signed Vince Carter, as we talked about. Then through the draft, they took De'Aaron Fox they took Frank Mason in the second round, and they also drafted Justin Jackson and Harry Giles. There's a lot of youth. I'm looking at a lot of low 20s, late teens numbers here in the on the bench. Uh, your boy Garrett Temple's still there, in case you were worried. They lost Darren Collison to the Pacers. They lost Ty Lawson into the void of America. They lost Langston Galloway. They lost Rudy Gay. They lost Ben McLemore, and they lost Tyreek Evans. I think they lost Ty Lawson to China. A lot of moves. They they spent a decent amount of cash this offseason. Not sure why. Not that I don't like George Hill and Zach Randolph and Vince Carter, but it just seems weird. Yeah, they had cash. They had to give it to free agents that would actually come there. That's why you get yeah. the, the D-list celebrities there. That's fair. Buddy Heald was all first-team all-rookie last year. so Let's break down that starting lineup for the Kings. And now, the starting lineup for your Sacramento Kings! As we said, uh, George Hill and Buddy Heald, the starting backcourt. Corn Lopper himself, Malachi Richardson, starting at small forward, potentially. Yeah. I got Scal starting at power forward. And Costa Kufos, if, uh, if not Willie Cauley-Stein, at the starting center. What was Zach Randolph's contract? Uh, it's two year, twenty million. I want to say. Okay. I feel like the Kings had seventeen centers last year, and this year I'm looking at only three. Yeah. What happened with that? What's the deal with that, Bob? <laughs> two years, twenty three. And I guess George Hill's deal is only three years, but it that's kind of a weird contract to give out when you draft De'Aaron Fox, who clearly is going to be your future. Yeah, it's like the most expensive tutor of all time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they could play those two together. They could put George Hill at small four or at shooting guard sometimes and play them both at the same time, but they're not going to start them both. Cause then you'd, then you'd uh, nuke buddy Heald's future. Yeah. A good strategy would probably be starting De'Aaron Fox whenever they play Lonzo ball. Yeah. What does Vegas think about the Kings? 34 and a half wins. <laughs> yeah. 30, 30 and a half. What did they have last year? They had, they had like their best record. 32 last year. Oh, okay. I think the season before was the most wins. Boogie 33, ever had. I think, yeah. Yeah. Pretty terrible. I'll say I'll say they finished with 32 again, kind of the same. Yeah, I think they're going to suck. I, I say high 20s at best. Nice. You know how GMs figure out the players that they should pick? They imagine all these players trapped on a desert island right. competing to see who would be the last one to survive. <laughs> Costa Kufus is voted off first because if we're being honest, no one ever took him seriously to begin with. <laughs> Not that many names sound like Doofus, but Kufus does. <laughs> I say Zach Randolph wins the game of Survivor for sure. He's tough, but not to his detriment, like the time he sucker-punched Reuben Patterson in practice, then hid from him at a teammate's house for days. Zebo knows how to survive. Oh, wow. Plus, he has that baby fat to keep him alive. 
I've heard on a lot of these survival shows, women can go longer than men without food because the most in-shape men have almost no body fat, while the most fit women are about 10%. Oh, okay. Zebo should be good until long after all these skinny players are gone. Just watch your back for Vince Carter. He was once trained to hunt like a raptor. <laughs> My winner is De'Aaron Fox. Just based on attitude, the kid, he seems like he's happy to try and win at anything. Yeah. Like he seems like he's a gamer. Like he seems uh seems totally into it. My first stop I said Zebo. Mm. Uh just cuz I I don't think he I think he could care less about the island. Yeah. Get me off this island. But you made some compelling points about why he would win. <laughs> Maybe I'm looking at it wrong. Maybe he oh cool I'm on this island I don't have to do anything except survive. I think some impertinent information was do we know if he has his 2 pounds of weed with him or not? Yeah. As if not, yeah, he's making it out of there as well, fast even if, as possible. Even if he does, he'll be gone by the weekend. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's get into our segment, Five Stars. This is where we rate things from Sacramento between one and five stars. I rated more cowbell. When I think of the Kings, when they were good anyways, I think of a raucous arena with hundreds of ringing cowbells. Mm-hmm. This is because Phil Jackson, Phil Jackson back when he uh, used to take petty barbs that were cute, uh, called Kings fans semi-civilized and redneck in some form or fashion. And he called the city itself a cow town, which started the whole cowbell tradition. Nice. Like Christopher Walken in the Blue Oyster Cult SNL skit, I, I gotta have more cowbell! <laughs> yeah. Four stars. Nothing's five stars in Sacramento. I like... Uh... <laughs> That is a good point. Petty barbs are a lot cuter when you're winning championships. Yes, they are. You That's... say nothing's five stars in Sacramento... I beg to differ. Oh, okay. You know who was born in Sacramento? Sam Elliott, Bob. Oh, yes. And we never seen the queen in her damn dundies. Yeah. Five stars, Sam Elliott. Five stars, I but agree. to be fair, I don't think he's still in Sacramento, so. Yeah, well, can't blame him. I've got mnemonic learning devices. Whoa. To this day, I still know how to turn off a hose because of righty-tighty, lefty-loosey. Sacramento is the state capital, and in the city of Sacramento, you can visit the Capitol building. Do you know the mnemonic device for remembering the spelling for each of these, Matt? No. Oh, look at the beautiful building. Capital building is with an O-L, and capital city is with an A-L. Helpful stuff that spell check won't do for you. Huh. Also, dessert has one more S than desert because it's decadent. And when you're in a desert, you've got nothing. Not really sure if that qualifies as mnemonic or not, but thank you to my grade school teachers. I can still spell some words. <laughs> Five stars. Yeah, that's how I was always taught with dessert and desert. You always want seconds of dessert. Oh, that, oh that's even better. Yeah. It makes more sense. Did you know that Sacramento, and once again, this is true, we don't false you, listener. <laughs> we don't false the listener. Did you know that Sacramento is actually two cities in one? There's a large abandoned network of tunnels underneath the foundation of the city. That network was once the actual city of Sacramento until the new city was raised up to avoid flood damage. The mole people all run the city of Sacramento? Yeah. I give this four stars, but I give the hopefully Nick Cage-led movie about this five stars. (laughs) That's what I'm hoping. Hidden treasures. I rated Inland California. <laughs> nice. I think you may know how I feel about this already. <laughs> yeah. See, when I was a kid, my family moved from San Diego to Houston. 
once I got to high school, I made some friends that had moved from Texas to Texas from California also. Mm-hmm. But unlike me, they thought that this was some kind of bragging right, and they would go around telling people that they were from California, like they were special, and there's not literally tens of millions of people from California. Very special. I found most egregious, though, was upon further prying, I discovered that two of the biggest braggarts about being from California were actually from Bakersfield, nice. California. Yeah. yeah. People who saw Breaking Bad and thought Albuquerque was rough haven't seen Bakersfield. <laughs> I'm sure there's a couple mountain towns that are quaint in California, but otherwise my general rule is if you're not 25 miles from the coast in California, you may as well live in Arkansas. <laughs> it's just as terrible, but the cost of living is way more because there's millions of people around you who think that this is an acceptable place to live, an acceptable proposition, and it makes it even worse than Arkansas in my opinion. Let's just cut to what you all know this boils down to. One star. One star. Brutal. On the next episode of Brick House. This next team is led by one of the most hyped rookies in recent memory. And his family is from Inland, California. This team has the third most nationally televised games this year behind only the Cavs and Warriors. And they have almost no chance of making the playoffs. We're going to roast this team, but I'm also buying the hype. They should make for possibly the most entertaining team in the lottery. Find out who we're talking about on the next episode of BrickHouse. Thank you.